Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isoboye, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Yes, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything. Wherever you are at this particular moment on the surface of the earth, mm-hmm, this is the World Cafe Live Show. We're back again. You know, I told you about something and I'm coming to it again. But how are you? How's, I mean, what are, what are you up to? I'm good. Yes, other part, I mean, other part of the world has been raining for some days now. And, uh, you know, when it rains here in Africa, Nigeria to be precise, uh, the temperature drops a little bit and, you know, we catch some cold here and there, but we're good. I know you're good. Yes, I told you something the other time about energy. We're going to be doing the show differently today. You're seeing somebody's face already, which is okay. You know, there's a lot going on, you know, on the earth today but one particular thing that catches everybody's attention is energy yes energy and adrian was here some time ago you're seeing the name name already and we talked about energy and i decided to say oh come on guys let's give this special session to energy on the show where adrian adrian mason that's his name is an energy expert don't worry you're seeing his face i'm going to bring him on very soon to say one or two things and we go into the show i mean he's going to come on every now and then within this period we'll be talking about energy energy aka oil and gas as we know it but now the word oil and gas is like fading to the background and you know when i when i called on adrian for us to do this it was like wow this is super why not let's i mean hit the road running He's introduced himself before on the show, but I'm going to allow him to do that again because honestly, we can't have enough of that introduction. Then after that, we hit the road running. Edwin, you have the floor. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Look, I've been working in the oil and gas sector all of my professional career, 20 plus years, believe it or not. Believe it or not. I started off as a uh, as a lowly lab worker at uh, a company called Shell who I know that you know very well yourself yeah. and uh, they've been in the news this week mm-hmm. as well um, announcing record Q1 profits it's an incredible Whoa. time for the oil and gas sector and mm. uh, yeah so these days I like to look at the markets I work in global analysis of the energy sector and you're absolutely right, Macri. We don't just talk about oil and gas these days. We talk about energy and power generation through all different sources, renewable, low carbon, hydrocarbon sources. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is in the mix. And uh, <laughs> you, know, you know as well as I do, the world is going crazy at the mm-hmm. moment and uh energy forms a a key part of that so uh yeah it'd be my pleasure to discuss some of those topics today now you 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 called a name and i think we're going to start from there the q one you know just say something about record-breaking uh would i say uh 
what do you call that now? Rate or profits or whatever. Cheryl, you know, you say they've been in the news. So why? Tell us what's so special about the Q1 report and all that. Well, um, as you may uh, have been aware, over the past couple of years, there's been a very rocky road for the oil and gas sector, but commodity markets and business in general. COVID had a big impact um, on the sector, on the energy sector. However, for the past three to six months in particular, we've seen massive increases in oil pricing, in gas pricing, gas at record levels, Brent, $117 a barrel. These are huge numbers. To put that into context, um, during the the peak COVID, a barrel of oil was worth around $30. And this has caused all of the major oil companies um, that are around the globe to announce huge profits, huge profits. Um, Shell was in the news for for nine just over nine billion dollars in q1 profit Whoa. huge Whoa. huge so what's what's the result as in what's leading to this uh huge results as in in terms of profit now what do you think is the cause of it well um it's a number of factors and it would be easy just to point the finger at the fact that there is conflict in europe russia being part of that um being diverting its supply in europe that's causing tension to the markets and people worried about Mm. supply so that's a very obvious thing that that, that's been happening in the news but there's definitely more to what's been going on there has been significant underfunding for infrastructure there's been Mm -hmm. significant uh, underfunding for development and and exploration in the market and this has been going on since pre-covid times and so that has led to a a a place where we are now where supply is being squeezed um everybody is demanding more um demand is going up And we've seen the price of oil um, rocketing. And it feels like, Macri, this is going to be a state that's going to carry on uh, for the foreseeable future. So this is going to be interesting times in in, in the energy market for sure. Now, do you think having this, should I say, windfall scenario that we have now, a lot of surplus for in terms of profit for investors, do you think is healthy for the market? So it's a really good question. So it depends um, how you look at it. For the shareholders, it's definitely healthy because they're getting great dividends. So good, good for them. However, however, what it's not good for is when we're seeing energy prices going up for consumers across the globe. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen huge increases um, year on year, eighty percent here, almost in the UK. It's ridiculous increases that are unsustainable for the consumers so there is um, a large public backlash against not just the oil and gas companies but also the the energy firms in general that they should be seeing such large profits where the consumer appears to be suffering and so that that has been a a a topic of of key debate of late so how do we how do we go about this? Do you think uh, introducing a form of should I say taxes is going to help 
in terms of uh, palliatives or something, giving back uh, to the general public and cushioning one or two things? What do you think? Um, again, it's a, it's a really good question because it's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the short term, consumers want to see a windfall tax, and I believe that the, the Chancellor in the UK is implementing that um, and getting back around £6 billion pounds into, into the tax coffers. And he's going to take that money directly from the likes of BP and Shell and those guys that are working um, in, the, in the North Sea. Now, that's mm-hmm. going to um, help the, the consumer in the short term. But in the long term, that's £6 billion pounds that's been taken out of possible investment into, for instance, uh, getting more resource in the hydrocarbon mm-hmm. sector, but more importantly as well for investment in the renewables sector. Um, and so as we try to decarbonize the energy mm-hmm. sector, huge okay. amounts of, of um investment will be required in new and renewable technology and the argument which i which i sympathize with to some extent from the oil and gas companies is that the money that you take away because of this unforeseen circumstance this windfall tax that's Mm -hmm. taking money directly out what can be invested for future uh, renewable and supply safety uh, for the future. So I think it's a, a double-edged sword uh, for this one. No, so, so if I hear you correctly, from what you're saying is, uh, okay, we, we're taking this amount of money uh, to create a kind of buffer or cushioning. So for now, in the short term, like you said, so the long term is like what we're taking now is going to boomerang and affect us. But come to think of it, if we plow this into the renewables that we are all, I mean, it's been talked about, do you think that will help the long run, that is? It certainly needs to, to help, uh, and it will help in the, in the long run, because all of the predictions um, and all of the analysis show that energy demand will simply increase um, okay. as as population increase and 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 parts of the world become more developed it, it's natural um, but the most important thing is that we are not looking to increase the use of hydrocarbon or coal or fossil based fuels and so the energy gap that will exist um, needs to be filled by renewable or sustainable energies and that will be a mix of de- different technologies um, for sure, but yep. each and every one of those will require massive in- investments um, to fill that now, gap. Yeah. Now, now, talking about the renewables, one word that has been, should I say, out there in the industry in that space is the carbon capture technology and energy transition. And when you talk about that hydrogen occupies this uh what i say prime position why are we all talking about this hydrogen what's the importance well everybody is going crazy about hydrogen it's the key topic of discussion Mm. because fundamentally when you think about it it's the green dream it's the perfect fuel because as you burn hydrogen gas 
all that is emitted is water it turns to water vapor so there's okay. a, it's a zero emission fuel okay. now the big debate is about how we actually create hydrogen because of okay. course to 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 create uh, this gas to create this fuel you need to put energy within that now to to um, be clear at the moment um we make hydrogen that's used from methane from natural gas okay mm-hmm. so yep. the oil companies are, are quite happy about that because increasing hydrogen demand will mean increasing of their gas supply so that's good for those guys however what the real debate is about how we can create hydrogen from renewable energy and create what we call green hydrogen okay so what's happening okay. is now that people are looking to use renewables such as offshore wind or mm-hmm. solar power to okay. use electrolyzers to go through to create hydrogen which is totally emission free now in the in the middle of that are all of the companies that are looking at carbon capture to create um what we call blue hydrogen which is a kind of middle ground to decarbonize the the current processes so the reason people are so excited is because it can be a totally green fuel but it's going to be working with all of the current infrastructure and the oil and gas companies as we speak all right from from what you're explaining now what is the place of the carbon capture project as in that technology is it going to accelerate the process or deter it in a way oh, absolutely it uh, again causes a lot of debate with the green brigade about carbon capture so essentially what we're saying is we can use carbon capture which is essentially taking carbon dioxide out of the industrial process mm-hmm. and storing that away in normally uh, underground reservoirs um but using natural gas and carbon capture to create a low carbon hydrogen fuel okay, okay. so it's okay. definitely part of the transition towards what we're thinking about as using uh, uh, as a hydrogen economy mm-hmm. now i personally think that um it will play a, a crucial role in developing more infrastructure more product and uh, and allowing um hydrogen fuel to become more prevalent uh, and a natural part of the of the energy mix so definitely i see that happening okay now in trying to reduce the carbon footprint there are these two words we hear often in the news as in decarbonization and defossilization i want us to look at it as in <laughs> these two would i say words or processes how which is which is affecting the the economy and our geography adversely and which should we pay attention to it's a good question it's a good question because um fossil fuels are really the backbone the, the base of our energy and power mix okay so yeah. for power stations and uh, and ensuring a continuous supply of energy we need a base load uh, of energy and typically that's derived from 
thermal sources, coal, um, gas, oil, etc., etc. Now, the real debate is: should we think about slowly backing down and backing out that that base load of of hydrocarbon or fossil fuels? Or should we think about looking at decarbonizing the process, i.e., putting in carbon capture techniques, or utilizing um, digitalization, using renewable energy sources along the way um, to help reduce that CO2 burden? Um, personally, I think we we need to be realistic and realize that. Um, fossil fuels are going to be part a key part of the energy mix moving okay. forward um and particular particularly for um countries that are developing that don't necessarily have um full um capacity or access to to electricity as well uh okay. and therefore developing resources stranded resources in countries like like nigeria or, or mozambique that are yet to come online that's yeah. a really really important part of of the future energy mix wonderful now each time we talk about energy globally there's this attention that shifts to africa you know and in time past like the discovery of oil in nigeria ghana and the likes been having investors come in and develop and what have you now given the current situation where is africa in all of this it, in terms of investment where is africa it's it's a good question um with regards to investment because let's let's be absolutely clear there is no shortage of resource that is one thing that there is not a shortage of um back in 2014 um mm -hmm. at the height of uh, investment in capex projects in africa there was about 60 billion dollars of investment um throughout the continent um unfortunately that just dropped to just over 20 million uh, sorry 20 billion dollars mm -hmm. now um of projects that are being developed however however what we have seen is that there has become a growing appetite with the major oil and gas companies to begin to explore some of the frontier markets. Mm -hmm. Now, um, along with uh, Nigeria and, and Mozambique and Angola with proven resources, we've seen some huge discoveries recently in the likes of Namibia uh, okay. and South Africa. And these huge finds, particularly gas finds, um, has um, increased the appetite for drilling and, uh, and exploration and hopefully hopefully um, this will have a trickle down effect and bring online some of the other stranded resources resources that have yet to be brought online um, within the continent as well as more money more infrastructure and people are brought involved uh, into these projects wow you know, recently we read in the papers, as in it was in the news, not just the papers now, about total energies, you know, divesting from the, is it the onshore market in Africa? And somehow, about, I mean, lots of people were like, what does that portend for the market in Africa? But from what you're saying now, it's like there's a reversal. Correct me if I'm wrong, because we're having some 
I mean, form of, should I say, investment coming in their numbers? What's been happening over the past couple of years is that um, the, the, the shareholders at the major oil and gas companies, they have been reluctant to invest in major capex projects in oil and gas because of the pressure on the ESG requirements. Okay, so renewables have been at the forefront. Now, as we talk about security and supply, as we talk about the price of oil going uh, through the roof in the in the last 12 months or so, we can now see that there's a, a little more pragmatism um, with these um, companies and that, yes, there is going to be um, some more um, money diverted to those particular projects. And I think um, Total uh, or Total Energies, as they're now called, um, are an example of a, of, of a company that is, in fact, um, putting some of their resource into drilling back in, in Nigeria now. Um, again, on the back of um, some major discoveries. So I think that there will be major investment um, across the continent in the short to medium term. And that is for sure. And let's hope this time it really delivers with those projects coming online. Amazing. Guys, we've been discussing with Adrian, you know, on this interesting aspect of the show with respect to energy scoop and I mean he's been giving us tons and tons of scoop about the energy market you will agree with me it is insightful and impactful at the same time like I told you guys earlier we'll be doing this like you know with a would I say dedicated focus to the energy market and Adrian is our will be our guide on this journey so uh, he won't do everything in one day because everyday things will be unfolding. So, what's uh, what are we looking forward to, Adrian? Now, with all of this scenario you've painted, say the next uh, four months, five months towards the end of the year, what are we expecting? Well, if I had a crystal ball, I, I'd, I'd be um, <laughs> put, putting my money into into the right investments. But um, I think that the um, the oil market in general is to see a sustained period of high prices. It's a bullish market. I think that you'll see more investment coming from the major oil companies in exploration and infrastructure. Hopefully, we will see a number of projects reaching final investment decisions uh, across the continent of Africa for sure um, and wait and see on, on some of the LNG projects um, moving into uh, the likes of supply for Europe because that that's a, a key area as well to look at. So um, update, update you next time that we uh, get to speak. Wonderful. Yes, we heard it from Adrian. He's going to give us updates on that. And just to let you guys know on the next episode of this as an energy scoop, we're going to be zooming into the Russia-Ukraine, uh, should I say war, its impact on the energy market and also its impact on the you know, global economy from the energy point of view. Now, before I let Adrian go, I mean, what would he tell us that he has not told us already? But let's hear him. 
one more time about the energy market. What should we, or should I say, how should we prepare ourselves going forward? Prepare for the unexpected. That That's what I could say. Um, honestly, we need to embrace the mix of new energy sources, renewable, fossil. It all has a part to play just like um everybody on, on this planet if we work together we can make sure that we have a lower carbon sustainable and also secure supply of energy in the future whoa the unexpected should be our expectation that's the word the unexpected. absolutely exactly so everybody gird up your loins the unexpected just expected so we have an expectation now more or less yes and we have a guide that will take us through all of this guys i just have to let adrian go so that we get ready again for you know another scoop thank you for being there you know how we say it on the show we come in to lean on one another you know and get inspired to forge a path for the future even for the energy future Till we come your way again. Adrian, that word from you. One word from you. Goodbye. See you again. Goodbye, guys. Thank you. Bye for now. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Before we sign off, I just want to encourage you. Yeah, it's been a wonderful time. And also, I'd like to hear from you your feedback. You know, you've been listening to the World Cafe podcast. I would love to hear from you the feedback. If you have any questions, yeah, you go ahead and ask those questions. You can reach me at my email address, amacrigaribaldi at gmail.com. Amacri is A M A C H R O D. Double E G A R I B A L D I at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, we'll get back. You know how we do it on the show. Thank you. Part for time, it has been with you on the Word Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HRO Notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights online bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.